Welcome to Story Chats at Inspire Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. I'm Valerie Comer. Joining us today is Amy Anguish. Amy R. Anguish grew up a preacher's kid and in spite of having lived in seven different states that are all south of the Mason-Dixon line, she's not a football fan. Currently, she resides in Tennessee with her husband, daughter, and son and usually a bossy cat or two. Amy has an English degree from Freed Hardman University that she intends to use to glorify God, and she wants her stories to show that while Christians face real struggles, it can still work out for good. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today, Amy. I'm so glad to be here. All right, so two questions. First of all, <laughs> I'm always amused. Do you know how high north the Mason-Dixon line actually is? Um, I'm thinking that it's somewhere like north of Kansas to Missouri. Yeah, it's yeah. always further north than I, when we get, we homeschool. So when we hit Civil War, I'm like showing them on a map and they're like, that's not the South. I'm like, no, I know. Right. I know that's actually yeah. Lincoln instituted martial law in Maryland because they were South of the Mason Dixon line and he couldn't exactly. be surrounded. So, <laughs> um, I'm married yeah. to a, I'm married to a history teacher. So oh, he, there you go. he makes sure that I'm at least mostly accurate. <laughs> yes, there you go. And, um, the football thing I'm with you on the football thing. I've been South of the Mason Dixon line my whole life too. So <laughs> I'm in Canada. Very good. It's, it's not my sport either. <laughs> Go hockey. <laughs> All right. So today we are talking about the friends to more or friends to lovers trope. Um, so why, Amy, when I was saying, hey, who wants to come join us and talk about friends to more? Why did you raise your hand? It's, it's sort of my relationship. That's when my husband and I started out. Um, as friends, we couldn't be more when we first met because he was dating my friend. So we had to start out as friends before we could be anything else. <laughs> but I also, I, I just, I've always loved stories that do that. Um, I, even the old books that I love to read, I don't always just read, you know, contemporary romance. I, I have my favorites that I reread every few years, like Anne of Green Gables and Emma and Little Women. And they all have that, you know. Oh, Anne of Green Gables. Wasn't yes. that enemies to lovers? Sort of enemies to friends. To they, they started enemies and then they became friends. And then yeah. they became, you know, they had all of it. They did again. have all of it. <laughs> Very cool. So um, it's my favorite trope too. I, I will absolutely admit, I like it because I feel like it's the most realistic one out there. Like if I were telling my kids <laughs> the correct trope <laughs> to use for finding your future spouse is friends to more. That's the one you go with, marry your best friend. That's what you want. Um, and that's certainly what I did. And it's worked out so far really well for, for me as well. Um, so what about what about you guys, Narelle and Valerie? What are your feelings about friends to more or friends to lovers as a trope? Narelle, you want to go first? Um, yeah, well, I'm with you guys. It's one of my favorites. Although I do like it when it's um, in combo with something else. And I think enemies to um, lovers or the I hate you trope um, or sort of goes into friends to more before you can actually get to the happily ever after. So um, 
I like I like that mix with it. And also the love triangle. I've got a book I'll talk about later that's a love triangle. I think that's also a trope that often sits nicely within the friends to more. But I mean, at the end of the day, um, a godly marriage and relationship is built on friendship. And you said it all earlier. Um, that's you can't really get better than that. If you're not friends with the person you marry, you're going to have a pretty miserable marriage. I mean, that's the reality. Yeah. And while I don't disagree with that in real life, as a story trope, it's one of my least favorite. Okay. To read or to write or both? Well, both. Because okay. in Storyland, unlike real life, in real life, we like things to go smooth, right? But in Storyland, things don't go smooth. And it seems to be very difficult to find one that that works as a story that isn't full of, I don't want to ruin our friendship by showing that I have deeper feelings than what he or she thinks I have. And so sometimes it's really difficult. Um, it's difficult to write, but it's difficult to read them too because you're like, oh, seriously. Just, <laughs> I like, think that's why I like the mixed up with something else. Like I like friends to more, but I like it with another trope. And that's probably Valerie. Why what you've mm -hmm. just said is because friends to more is quite conflict free in terms of what we need in a story. So that's why it's fun to have it mixed with something. It is in real life. I mean, just like all of us, we've written a bunch of stories, right? So think through like, you know, five or 10 of them just real quick. And you're like, do, would I want my son or my daughter to have to go through all this to find love? Like any of them, any trope? No, 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 no. So we want um, smooth, loving, healthy relationships that build without that big crash and misunderstanding and in the middle. But, um, but that's, it's required in the story. And to me, friends to more is, um, it's a really hard one for that to seem like it has a hope of being realistic. So there you go. Okay. No, that's good. It's good. So Valerie's our, um, who's the judge in the Olympics who always has the low score? <laughs> Valerie's the one walking. with the zero card raised. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. But those are good points. Um, and, and honestly, I, I do think sometimes with friends to more, you miss the meet cute because they're already friends. You don't have the building of the friendship as part of the trope. Um, and I know a meet cute can be sort of a fun way to start a story very quickly in. Um, so that that is definitely something um, that can be missing in friends to more. But I wondered... <laughs> Am I wrong? Do you, can you give me an example maybe where there is still sort of that meet cute kind of thing moment, even though they're already friends? Have you, were you able to think of any? I'll be honest and say I couldn't. Um, so, but well, I will you, throw it yeah. out there because I did ask you all ahead of time. So if anybody had an answer, um, Amy, were you able to think of one? Oh, can I plug my own book in here? Always. No, really no, no, never. Always. <laughs> So uh, my book, Saving Grace, um, mm -hmm. is Friends to More, and she has actually been living in a different town for a few years, and so the very first scene is her surprising him and letting him know that she has moved back, and he's always had feelings 
for her, but she has never realized it. And so I, I feel like something like that, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's a little bit of a meat, um, yeah, meat, cute, cute meat. <laughs> <Let> me <laughs> <take some up. laughs> a read meat, cute. Right. Um, in, in, in that book, which is one that I have on my list to talk about as well, your book, Saving Grace, um, yes. that scene, I just glanced through that first scene again this morning, so it's fresh in my mind, and because you have, and this is this is not a spoiler alert, people, it's in the first chapter, um, <laughs> she is looking to adopt a baby, and so there is a bit of a shock value to yes. the hero when she walks in with uh, with a baby, yes, that he didn't okay. didn't know she was going to be a mother in yes. any she, definition he of realize, He didn't realize she was moving home. Didn't realize that she had a broken wrist from the car accident. Didn't realize she's going to try and adopt this baby. So there's a lot of things stacked against them at the beginning of this book. Right, but that makes, yeah. that juices up the meat cute. Yeah, I yeah. think because it it throws in a it's not just two old friends who are going out for coffee for the 18 millionth time in their life and nothing has really changed there's a a big change that happens right at the beginning of that one well and if she's been away for a while that adds a layer to the friends to more too because they're not like actively in each other's lives all the time right now friends it's like they're apart friends who are rekindling so that's nice too I feel like there's almost two kinds of, of friends more because yeah. there's the friends that are always around each other. And then there's the ones where the friend has moved back mm-hmm. or something, you know, mm-hmm. where it's, yeah. it's a little bit different. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And now, a, lot what about of, you? Did you? a lot of the, the um, friends to more ones then tend to also revolve around one of the characters has has moved away and is back it's it's coming home to the hometown kind of thing as well is often part of uh, part of that trope but not always not if they're both still there norelle do you did you think of a friends tomorrow with a meet cute not not that's the that's that's the whole problem i think is that it's really hard if you unless you're looking at it unless you move a different trope in so if you're looking at say an ugly duckling cinderella type trope where (coughs) excuse me where you've got the character um who's done a transformation or and suddenly he looks at her in a different light because she's in a pretty dress or whatever or doing something different but then that's a different trope again um and then it's like a reunion i was thinking childhood friends so courtney welsh of her nantucket books probably that would be close because they were childhood friends and maybe shared a, a first kiss when they like were under 13. Um, but that's probably the closest I could probably come to, to having a meet cute. And um, the one we talked about with Courtney, um, if for an, is it any wonder? That's right. Yeah. Is it any wonder? Yeah, yeah. That was where they met when he saved her life, like right. um, out in the, out in the ocean and rescued well, that, her. So that's, that's probably. Yeah. <laughs> so that's probably the one that came to mind and I'm sure they I'm sure they exist but I've never really looked for it so there's just nothing on blank otherwise (laughs) (laughs) excellent excellent Valerie did you have another one or should we move into to books um I think it morphs very naturally just into books and and um so I don't know whether my next one really which one it fits best in so carry on 
Well, then we'll we'll just we'll let you go first. We'll talk about um, our favorite CCR that our friends to more one at a time because I know Valerie sometimes will try to sneak two in. There you go. Tony Shiloh mm-hmm. and her an unlikely proposal. Now she's got a whole bunch of tropes in there. She's got the firefighter, single dad, friends to more, and marriage of convenience. Yeah. So it's it's like super tropey super trope there you go but I just love I mean the very first line is let's get married and you're like okay this is not how you're at you know often your book might end with that right and this one is like this is the first line you're like all right where where can this go from here so that that was one that really stood out to me as a as a fun one um because it's it's all those things you know he says well you you've got um, some needs that I can help with and I've got some needs with my two little girls that you can help with and why don't we just do this thing and she's like what <laughs> no that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> and they have been friends forever so it's yeah. not yeah there there is that friendship that you know they're worried about too so they do have all that friends to more in there yeah that's a great choice excellent I thought all right so. Amy what about you do you have one um, I thought of Shannon Taylor Van Adder's uh, book, Reuniting with the Cowboy, okay. where he's like, he's moved back. <laughs> we already talked about how a lot of them were like that. Yeah. Um, but he's been out on the rodeo and he's moved back next door to her. And she's not sh- sure she's very happy about that because she's really upset that he went out on the rodeo. And, you know, okay. so that one, who, you can't hate a cowboy book. You just can't. A few people can. I, I can. <laughs> I can't. Okay. I can't hate a cowboy book. <laughs> I'm with you. I find it hard to hate them too. <sighs> Narelle? Um, what have I got? Um, I've, I'll start with the Love Triangle book. So I've mentioned this one before, The Last Summer by Brandy Bruce. Mm-hmm. And probably this, I'm probably talking about this one because we start off with a group of really close friends. And these guys have been friends for a number of years. And um, we have a love triangle that evolves out of that. And it's not really a spoiler, but the upshot is that the way the story ends blows apart this friendship group. And the girl who misses out is the girl who effectively loses not only the guy, but her group of friends. So I think that's a really interesting way to look at the friends to more trope in that particular story and it's a really fun story and it was a hard story to read as I've said before because you want both these girls to get the guy and only one can so (laughs) that's a a struggle with the love triangle is that someone there's someone wins and someone loses so that was the first one that I came up with okay excellent so I um I chose I just it just came out I think in January her best friend shockingly his friends to more her best friend by hannah joe abbott that's on um, this too <laughs> <laughs> um it's super fun it's a prequel to her love off limits um series so each book in that series is is a sort of off limits trope and so you know your best friend usually off limits i loved the friendship in that one because they very clearly were friends like actual friends not not like you sometimes see boy girlfriends are not truly deep friendships. They actually had a really, truly deep friendship and that impacted their ability to move forward with romance because there was something 
that was really amazing that it was it was scary to lose sometimes you see the friends to lovers set up and it's not if they lost the friendship it wouldn't be the end of the world for them <laughs> um whereas in this case if it didn't work out it really would have been damaging to both of their lives because that friendship was so important um and so it i really liked that one it was it was really good valerie looks thoughtful <laughs> it's my best look it is. Um, did you have a comment or do you just want to go next? Um, yeah, in that one, uh, he, she goes home. She's, she's not happy about returning home. She had grand plans of what she was going to do after college and it did not include going home. And, um, and he offers her a job and it's not a job she wants, but hello, she needs a job. So she takes it and yeah, it builds from there. So, so that made it, there were some interesting angles in that one. Do you have another one? You can just jump in with your second one. Oh, sure. <laughs> Third, fourth, whatever. Um, <laughs> I would talk about my own book, The Cowboys Mixed Up Matchmaker, which um, they're part of a friend group and they were very close in high school and the closer they get to their 30th birthday the less friends they are because they had made this pact in high school that if they were both still single at 30 they'd get married and he thinks she's forgotten and she thinks he's forgotten and and she's busy trying to set him up with somebody else to get him off the hook because she doesn't want him to have to marry her so i threw in a few extra little hopefully fun things in that one because it was just a way that i could think of to take that angsty bit <laughs> and make it a little more fun mm -hmm. but it was a hard one it's a hard yes. one to write hard one to that's read really in certain cool. places that's one i remember wanting to reach into the page and like strangle her just a little just i would let her live but i would strangle her almost till she died but not quite and then hopefully when she regained her ability to breathe she would think clearly and go on about her business which would be making things right with him yeah. well this is the problem <laughs> i find with a lot of the friends to Moore's is that i just look at them and i go just like talk to each other don't be so stupid yeah. And so, yeah, it's hard. I found it hard to write. I think it's the very only one out of like 30 some books that I have really tried to do something with that trope because I, I find it a hard one. So I will say, more, I, I still think that's one of my favorites of yours, Valerie, for all that I want to throttle her. It's, it's really good. I reread it. Why, thank you. <laughs> and that was on right. my list. So yeah. cross that one off. <laughs> Narelle, what's your second one? Okay, well, we've, we're have we up to number three. Oh. <laughs> Valerie's <laughs> taken number two, but that's all good. Um, my second one is, I've already, I've just, I've already mentioned it. So there you go. So I had, um, if for any reason, because of the childhood connection. And um, I really like that one because it was, they were separated, not by choice. So it related, something happened in the family, which meant that she was never going back there for the summer and um, they had no way of contacting or staying in touch. And they're also from different, different worlds originally, or that, that changed because he became a baseball star and was retired and he came back with his teenage daughter and different things like that. But I thought I really liked the whole concept of the childhood friends reuniting. I think that's probably one of my um, favourite friends to more tropes. 
And um, I do have some of the reservations that Valerie mentioned. I think I think there's a point where can you where, where it's like there's a point of no return if a friendship doesn't evolve into something more. It's like you miss a moment, if that makes sense. And I think that can be the struggle with um, reading some of the friends some more that don't have another trope mixed in somewhere with it, is that if you miss the moment, you miss the moment. So. Yeah, but that's sort of where I landed. But I did enjoy um, Valerie's one and I enjoy Courtney's books with the um, Childhood Friends Reuniting as well. I, I wonder if Childhood Friends Reuniting should almost, is it Friends to More or is it a different trope altogether? Um, I guess it's whatever we want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> Tricky question. Um, yeah, because, yeah. Because that, because that is a different twist um definitely but there's a twist to them all so if they have well i think there is like <laughs> amy's has the the twist of the of the baby in there um which is not the average way that a friends tomorrow is going to go so there's I'm trying to think if there's any that like don't have some sort of extra little kick somewhere to sure. make their own story and, and for sure, they're all going to have that, but, but something that's streamlined enough that it could be its own trope. Like it, you know, cause like childhood friends returning, it is always going to be different than people who are actively friends right now, because there's going to have been that space. There's going to have been that change in the relationship, if only because of proximity and lack of time together. Um, I don't know, something to ponder. And while we ponder it, Amy can tell us her next one. <laughs> okay. So I'm really good friends with author Heather Greer and she has a trilogy and two of the books in her trilogy are actually uh, friends to lovers. Um, but the, the third one is my favorite and it's called relentless love. And again, it's, it's somebody that she knew and was friends with when she was in high school and then they sort of like grew apart when they became adults and then now he's back in her life as a friend and she's really fighting against her feelings for him because she has also just recently lost her husband mm -hmm. and so it's like you get all the emotions all of them <laughs> that sounds like a really good one it is. It's really good, but you have to read the first two before you read that one because okay. <laughs> because you I mean, all the backstory. Isn't that always the way? Don't dive into yes. the end. Yes. <laughs> all right. So um, I didn't actually put this one on my list, but now that we're thinking about it, I was going to leave it off, but a couple other people have mentioned their own books, so I'm going to. <laughs> I'll go, go. Um, my book, Wisdom to Know, is Friends to More. Um, and, and probably some other tropes too, but at its, at its soul, it's friends to more and they're actively friends at the time. She wants nothing to do with him romantically at all, um, ever. Like it would, it would make her feel like she needs to vomit were he to try to hold her hand kind of thing. She's just not interested at all. And he's been in love with her since high school and is settled for being a friend. And I love that sort of unrequited love friends to more where where ultimately, you know, maybe there aren't the fireworks and the flashbangs and all the electrical sensations all over your arms and stuff, but it's just this quiet little subtle 
steady love that that develops when you realize that this person doesn't mind seeing you at your worst they still love you um and they see you in the gutter and they love you enough to give you a hand and still say you're beautiful um so it's a good that's, one that's my favorite kind of friends to more I have a question about friends to more <laughs> most of what we've talked about is if there's one that's in love and the other one that isn't it's almost always the guy who's in love with her Mm -hmm. Do, is that a requirement or did I just miss some of the flip ones where she's crazy about him but he's completely oblivious or is this just women who are completely oblivious in stories I have a I flip say, one I can think of a lot of movies <laughs> where it's the girl who's in love with the guy and he's oblivious um but I'm trying to think of books because that's an interesting question I have one <laughs> I'm digging down to number five or whatever on my list now. There you go. Yeah, I think the uh, the book that I was thinking of that does that is um, Becky Wade's um, his her stubborn heart, my stubborn heart. I'll get it right, my stubborn heart by Becky Wade, um, where she really falls for him quite hard. When she, so the, the setup with that book by memory, I haven't read it for a while, is that she and her grandma are renovating an old house, an old family home in Pennsylvania, and he's the um, tradie, the handyman that comes in and does the renovations and he's really broken and really um in a bad place because he's lost his wife to brain cancer which is would just be awful and he's let he was a hockey player I think I think it's hockey this one yeah and um is really needing to heal and she really falls for him quite quickly and he's just not there at all so mm -hmm. I think that's probably the best example I can think of of the flip side okay. and it's even though they meet they don't have that that friendship before the story starts I think that really does follow that that plot line and the way that story evolves follows the friends to more trope um, quite closely as well whereas it takes him time to realize that she's there and she's beautiful and yeah she's everything that he could want in a second wife nice okay. i have read quite a few of becky's i'm not sure if i've read that one it sounds that was her first familiar, one but it, unless it's been a while because my brain you know <laughs> i think it was came out in oh 2012 2013 i think it's her debut so it's a while ago so you probably have read it many moons probably. ago <laughs> i wonder if there aren't as many where the the girl is longing unrequited for the guy just because our primary demographic of readers is women and women don't want to read about that they want to read about a guy pining for a girl not a girl pining for a guy I was wondering about that <laughs> <laughs> um it, it that it may just be the expediency of of wanting your book to sell that you have to flip it the right way <laughs> all right is there we're getting close. So does anyone have one that they're going to just be heartbroken if they don't get to talk about? Any more on their list? No? Okay. I have one more. Okay, one more. Go, go, Valerie. I didn't prepare for it. I just oh. was thinking of it as we talked, and it's one of Liz Johnson's um, Georgia Coast romances, and I think it's A Dazzle of Diamonds where they are such good friends that like she practically loses his her job because she's sticking up for something that he did or that his great grandfather did or something silly like that but just really solid friendship um for for both of them 
And it seems to me like, again, it was him who was falling for her and her being oblivious, but not as obviously as some. Can, have you guys, any of you read those? Is that ringing a bell? I've like, read one of those ago. and that's not Even ringing the bell one. for the one that I've read, but. Um... Yeah, there's three in that series. I've read two of them. And um, I think it's that one, but. If not, it's a glimmer of gold, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's about one of them without like sitting here on my phone and digging deep. Exactly. But. Cool. All right. Um, then Amy, why don't you tell us on everyone <laughs> where we can find you and your books before we go? Um, I do have a website and a blog. It's a bit of anguish dot weebly.com because with a name like anguish you have to use it you know you have to have fun with it <laughs> and um, I'm also on Facebook and Twitter and all of my books are on Amazon excellent okay perfect thanks so much for joining us and talking friends fun. more with us this is super fun if you're listening or watching we would love to hear from you uh, you can drop us a comment on YouTube we read those we respond to those um, let us know what friends to more we missed that you wish we had talked about because there are so <laughs> many out there and I mean we could go for hours if we went through all the amazing ones um, so let us know what we missed and what your favorite ones are um, Thank you everyone for joining us at Story Chats. You can find more information about the podcast at inspiromance.com slash story chats. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell and uh, we'll see you next week. Meanwhile, don't forget to take time to fall in love with a good book. Bye everybody. Bye. Bye, Bye everyone. Mm.